0: So, Mr. Roy, Mr. Zaremba, it doesn't feel right. Mr. Zaremba. feels a little more exotic than it should be. <laughs> I'm Polish from Cleveland, so that's pretty exotic. I mean, I don't know. I've never said it in that way before. I've never addressed you so formally. Um, I, I, and I didn't like it. I'm sorry. Um, well, I thought, you know, I did, a, I did a podcast a couple weeks ago that kind of laid out the modern insurance agency blueprint. And... It, Obviously, Seth, you're, you're kind of going back and forth. It's like, well, let's do the future one. Like, what's what's coming? Like, what's right around the corner? Like, what are people doing that is like, you know, I mean, obviously, we would consider this maybe next week type stuff, but we'll just give everybody a little bit of a buffer. I thought it might be fun um, to have each of you kind of just rip through your version of the future agency blueprint as it exists maybe today in your agency or maybe, you know, two months from now, however you see it. And then we can kind of compare and contrast and maybe have a little fisticuff action. Awesome. Start with Jeff because his is, um, uh, much more engineered than mine.
1: I don't know about that, but, uh, I think that's a little bit of a stretch, right? So
0: <laughs> well, I'm
2: happy to go first if you want, but uh I said, I said if you'll find out that uh, Seth uh, and I are my viewpoint is are quite complementary, and we seem to be working on things the other doesn't have at that point. So and again, my version of like our reality right now is different than some people's reality they're working towards, but we're kind of looking at the next quantum leap. Uh, what's going to be happening next? Where do we have to uh, you know blast off to next? that's kind of what I'm working on right now so I don't know if you want to I think I've already talked enough about kind of what we're doing doing some talks in the US the last year so do you want me to kind of talk about as Wayne Gresky would say what the puck's going or
0: I would say yeah, give me I mean give me you know just your if you had to go from start to finish like what the future agency looks like um, just in like bullet point to bullet point to bullet point. And then if you want to start with where that puck is heading and then kind of progress until as far as you can see it, it's up to you, Jeff. There are no rules here. We're just having fun.
2: There's no, no hards barred. So yeah.
0: Well, no I rules. think what
2: you're going to see is like the traditional agency, uh, you know, people are starting to bolt things on, which are great as technology and BMS vendors come out with some basic functionality But they haven't quite got to the next level, and Seth can talk about this too. Is the big barrier holding everybody back is the opening up of APIs, opening the hood up, and uh, we need to get you know open up the hoods and tinker with that API and get them flowing. And then that's the next version of the agencies, and the real savings are going to happen when we can actually connect directly to carriers through our bms systems that's going to be where we're going and what that's going to do is reduce labor no more portals uh i'm sure everybody loves typing portals and typing in things twice uploading it and learning 10 different companies or 15 companies portals that's going to evaporate and uh it'll be it'll go to touchless and i don't know the landscape in the us but I, i believe you're still using a lot of portals seth am i correct
1: Yeah, everybody's got their own entry to the goods. So to get to the candy shop, you usually have to go through their um, exclusively designed product for themselves. So yeah, it's just duplication of effort all over the place.
2: Yeah, and every every company thinks they have an awesome portal, and they were competing on portals, which is complete bullshit and brutal. So you know, I agreed to be on portals in 2009 to help the industry and cut costs, but I said only if it's one you know for the next two or three years, and we can get off portals. It's now 2018. 2019 is fast approaching and I've got a few companies right now economical insurance for instance in Canada that's gone on Guidewire and they have a touchless policy so we can actually get a number if once we quote it and it can go right through without touching it so we're starting to see uh, a few of the the fast uh, movers in Canada offer some better experiences for brokers and agents that's kind of the the tipping point and what we need to do is get that at scale is get all our carriers uh, finding a way to open up their API's connect directly to our systems, our BMS and AMS, and then that allows us, number one, to cut our costs down as agents, so we're not doing it twice, and we can spend time actually building relationships, talking to clients on the phone, engaging with them, working on our social media, doing things to add value as opposed to doing things over again and uh, doing all the labor the company's dumped on us. And then secondly, once that's working, we can then map that experience out to clients in different in different methods. Uh, first of all, mobile apps, chatbots, portals, whatever, you'll be able to actually give clients the option to do end-to-end transactions. So if they want to change a vehicle, it can go through, they want to write up a new policy, you know that kind of stuff. And uh, once the tools are there at scale, Clients will adopt it. In Canada, I would say less than 5% of people want to do their own work, and that's a problem because nobody's offering it. So it's hard to do something if nobody's actually using it and it's not easy and widely spread. And uh, people still want, you know, people aren't ready to insure their million dollar home at this point. On their own free will and knowing what they're doing if they make a mistake and they don't have the right coverage They could put all their financial goodness in jeopardy or peril, which is not good So that's the other thing so people aren't quite ready to make that move but when comfort level and technology improves and uh, you know really what this is about is making things simple and uh, Yeah, I was listening to a really good podcast on masters of scale with the founder of Instagram and he talked about it's really difficult and there's a ton of complexity to make things simple. We're in the middle of that complexity right now as we try and simple, simplify things and make it easier for the consumer and for our staff, but still add value, make people sure things are protected. So that is one of the big things over the next one to two years that I see that'll be the, that'll be the biggest change, because once that's enabled, we can bolt on a ton of stuff we can track the client journey uh, all the way through, and Seth can. I'll let Seth talk about, you know, how do we track the client journey using technology and big data? That's the other big trend, and I'll let, I'll pass it over to Seth because he's a Project Neon, and what he's doing is pretty gangster and kick ass. So I'll pass the ball over to him and uh, on that because that's one of the other things of brokers actually getting a hold of their analytics and knowing what the app, what the app's going on with their actual clients and policies and what's what they can actually do about it. Right now, nobody knows they're guessing, right? So I'll pass it over to you, Seth. Joey, does that answer one of your questions or give you a, a little insight?
0: Yeah, no, for sure, man. I think um, I'm interested to hear Seth's version of that. So I just came, uh,
1: this comes at an interesting time, I just came from a carrier uh, annual uh, review this morning where their new contract um, does two things it pays us to grow exclusively and it forces them to own profitability. So it used to be that agents had to do some frontline underwriting in order to participate in in profit and then grow on top of that. But what you're gonna see in 2018, 19, 20 contracts is carriers are going to say we own profitability, meaning if you put them into our box, hopefully as easily as possible, we're gonna determine what's profitable or not. And if we renew it, then the results are our work product, not yours. Um, what we will pay you for is for growth. And so the way I look at it is agencies have to be poised to be able to grow. So what does that look like? Um, thanks to our friends at uh, Agency Nation, we know that that's um, thoughtful and connective content delivered to prospects that are a good fit for our agency and for our carriers. You have to be able to prospect those um, in an automated way. And so you need automated marketing that can drip those and do those things because that's going to participate in a meaningful pipeline for your salespeople. And once sold, we've got to deliver on customer experience like we've never done before. And oh, by the way, when you do that, it's got to be profitable so that you can do it again in a meaningful way for growth. And nothing about the technology that we have as independent agents is set up to do that. And so if you're the highest evolution of the species like Jeff is it's pretty easy for you to go out there scan the marketplace find a bunch of things and program it for in the morning or 10 o'clock at night and make that work it is not seamless it's exhausting and it robs Jeff and and those highest and best users of the ability to scale and so what I'm looking at is how do we end to end an agency on one platform and move all the information back and forth and how do we as the brokers or agents own the information and allow us to manipulate it to make better data-driven decisions going forward. And so what we're working on at Zinc with um, Neon is the ability to, to move all of that customer journey through an agency and then, and then take the advanced learning through artificial intelligence or machine learning and start making recommendations in the moment on how to do better. And better could be better retention, more, um, more sophisticated sales pro- process, and certainly can be more um, effective marketing campaigns. And so we have all this information running through our systems, none of it was designed and built together, none of it's connected, and that's where we have to get to. And so um, I see the future um, as being platformed. I don't see it as disparate technology. I see all of us um, lending our information and our behaviors on a platform and, and really moving the client information in the moment between the client, us as agents and the carriers, whoever needs it in order to do the insurance thing, get it to them so the thing can be done and let us be part of it. And I think technology is going to be a huge part of that. And there's a huge gap right now um, that has just been sitting dormant for the last 20 years in the agency side where there's been almost no advancement in technology. And so that, that, that table is about to turn. Um, and um, us having control of behavioral information that can inform us to do better, which will then make us more effective on the growth contracts that are gonna be hitting our desks over the next couple of years is absolutely the future.
2: Question, uh, this, quick, if I can jump in here, Joey, and a question uh, because Canada and US are similar yet different. Uh, Two questions on that uh, with your carrier meeting. You actually have a carrier that's owning uh, profitability. I find that really interesting because in Canada, our actuaries have millions of different variables. They thought they knew what they were doing and it's turned out that they were wrong. And we're running into cases right now where some of the carriers, 30-40% of what they wrote before, they don't want to write, and uh, there's some barriers with our government auto getting to rate. So, you know, they're trying to build the tools or build the plane in flight right now to actually assess risk. And when I go and talk to them and say, what are you trying to write, where do you want to write it, most of them are very vague and they haven't dialed that in right now. And when I use their tools and I think... I, I was told that I could rely on them being accurate, and they're charging proper rate. We found out that isn't the case, and they're trying to pivot right now and figure out how to make that next move. So just be careful. I think there's going to be some pain when the when carriers own profitability, they're going to find out they were wrong, and then you get into some big dislocations as they try and move to rate. And uh, we're heavily regulated in Canada and Ontario, so moving to get rate on auto right now is very challenging, and they can't necessarily get the rate they want. Uh, because it's not really nice. Necess- they have to file and uh, get approval. So uh, that's that'll be interesting. The other thing too, your renewal is your company actually, Seth. They're gonna handle the renewals and send them out, or how how does how does how would that work in that scenario?
1: No, but they're saying once. Hey, listen, you, to write it, you put it into our box and we spit out the rate. So we liked yep. it. After we renewed it for a few years and had a chance to look at the performance of the account, the, the product of, of profitability is their work product, not ours. And so they're saying, we'll take care of that piece of it. You go out and sell. So that's that's where they're yep. going. And I think that's where a lot of them are going to go. And if it doesn't work between U.S. and Canada, then I blame NAFTA. So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So let's let's dial it back just a couple steps. Uh, Both of you kind of touched on the access of this information, right? Being kind of critical to unlocking the whole thing. At what point, what has to happen for everybody, all players involved, to realize that, again, back to the inefficiencies and slowing things down, that this isn't really doing anybody any favors and can we just move past this to where, again, you know, this was in 2009 where Jeff was, you know, kind of saying like portals is only a one to two year thing to where it's almost 10 years. Uh, what, what has to happen for, for that to just finally be like a watershed moment?
1: Well, I think it's happening. So, um, we are in with neon, we're in talks with, uh, four carriers and one MGA broker who coincidentally we met at elevate about, what it will take to make these connections. That's been four years of constant dialogue, traveling the countryside, trying to make that connection happen. But what, what it, the big change, the watershed moment for me uh, in that conversation this year over the last four is carriers are now um, at the end of legacy technology life cycles, and they're making huge mammoth investments in um, rejuvenating their technology stack. And those technology stacks are capable of doing these things. And so in the past, it was a yeah, but, now it's, well, should we, and the should we conversation is is one I love to have because the answer is absolutely yes, because that's where all the scale is created. So what I can tell you is after four years of banging this drum, and Jeff was doing it long before me, um, we are finally starting to make meaningful progress, whereby this fall we're talking to, to four carriers about um, what it will take to start moving information back and forth through an API on very simple things at first, um, but very meaningful things in terms of I'm changing the way we think about moving data back and forth. And so um, I'm excited about that prospect. What they didn't have from me before when I asked for this was a stable platform to do that. And the system that we're building at Neon is secure. It's on an accepted platform. And it is, in fact, the same platform that most of their systems of underwritings are on. So the connections are um, very intuitive and built into it. So I think that's what's changing is the evolution of technology has now put us in a place where we're able to do it and, and we're just getting past the should we conversation and it's starting to fall.
2: Yeah, the other thing too is you have the external environments changing, you've got InsureTechs at the knocking at the door, and again, I've said this before, but there's a news flash that Amazon is going to jump into the home market, uh, Comp PNC stocks in the US dropped 5% on, based on that news. So the threat of entrance and people jumping in is a little more real and it's motivating some companies to take quicker action. Uh, So that's one of the external forces realizing to do that. The other thing, too, is agents and brokers are a lot smarter. We're demanding it and getting educated because we need these tools. The consumer has changed, and uh, we want to improve the digital experience for the consumer. And a number of us are now smart enough to realize that, hey, the API is the one holding us back. That is the critical path for the industry, and we need carriers to decide how they get there. And in Canada, you know, we have a standard, what they call the DX principle of how carriers and uh, BMS systems are supposed to connect. And uh, there's basically a, a, the holy grail or the DX principles or model. And some carriers are looking at building it direct using standards. Uh, other, We're also looking at a solution where we have a, a project called BrokerFlow that the Insurance Brokers Association of Ontario is helping the industry and there's 20 carriers at the table looking at building a translator. So bottom line is I'm supportive of both ideas that are, that are formulating, you know, they're looking at using a reusable service here in Canada where people will build uh, an API, a company and a BMS and they'll put it on the shelf and uh, document how they mapped everything, what they did, and they hope somebody else can pick it up and apply it so they're looking at a couple different paths and the message in Canada will be hey there's options to get there if the broker flow project uh, flies uh, and pick one of them but doing nothing is not an option. And too long, companies have hid behind. You know, they play different BMS vendors across everybody. They say the brokers and agents aren't on the same page. Use that as an excuse, you know, head trash not to do anything. Oh, we don't, there's conflicting messages, so we'll put our head in the sand and we won't do anything for another year. So that's that's kind of gone by the wayside as brokers get a lot more educated. We see the threats coming and, and our consumers are demanding more than what we can deliver. Uh, you know, a lot of people. You know, I got in a discussion a lot this week, saying, "Hey, Jeff, you're a really good digital broker." And I said, "Well, I'm a digital marketer. I don't really think I'm a digital broker." Uh, for two reasons: number one, I can't do the things I want to do yet at the scale I want to. I don't want to mislead people. Uh, that's a huge factor. Number two, I'm using digital marketing, but I'm still have a lot of a lot of manual processes, and I believe we've used about the best of what we can find that's available now, uh, but that's still not good enough. So we have to, we have to fill those holes in. So so that's just some things that I see and kind of what's happening in Canada, and I see Seth rallying the troops down there and being a voice and bringing people together to get connected and uh, you know we have to be par- at the table as brokers and agents making this happen uh being an, a change agent not having it happen to us in the past companies came out and already did all the work and said hey, here's a great portal use it trust us and nine times out of 10 it was crap it didn't work very well we were an afterthought we weren't part of the equation now we're seeing insure tax brokers agents all working together as one and collaborating and uh, you know innovation and collaboration is where the good stuff's going to happen and for us to be successful we have to do it at a scale we've never done it before and it's exciting because we're seeing people come together and work together to make you know to give our industry a good future you know but we just need to see more of it
0: now given our again our industry's uh, average rate of adoption on things in the past this one if, if, would you agree is the uh, leaves the most vulnerability for an agent that is going to be slow to act because you know again like Seth was saying you now don't have to spend half of your day trying to, you know, just duct tape and string the thing together, it's going to actually just be ready to go and you're going to have the ability to again acquire scale that you've never been able to before. So, what 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 kind of is, what, what do you kind of see as the reaction to that? Are just the better guys are just going to win faster or what, what happens in that environment?
1: So for me, um, and I'm talking to you insurance company CEOs and CIOs and you know who you are. <laughs> Um, This is either going to be done by you or to you. And I would suggest that um, let's do it. uh, Let's let's do it by us and not have it done to us. If you're an agent, get your head on a swivel right now, because this is something that's going to change the way things happen and the speed by which it's going to happen is going to be disabling. Um, in many changes in this industry that you've seen in the past or historically, when the train left the station, you could buy a hot dog and chew it, and then go catch that train before I reach the end of the platform. This one's going to leave fast and furious, and only those ready to go are the ones that are gonna catch that train. So now is the moment where you have to get behind movements like this and make core investments in your people, your process, and your technology. Heck, even your budget. So that when this happens, you go because if you don't, if you miss this one, this is the one that puts you down. So you've got to be thinking about this because when it happens, it's going to be it's going to be fast and it's going to be powerful.
2: Yeah, I said you're going to still have the uh, diffusion of innovation curve where you're still going to have the innovators, the early adopters, the early majority, but if you're a late majority or laggard, it could be too late for you. Like this, this is a different innovation curve like no other time in history so you know even being a fast follower you know has some peril because the people that are out in front are learning you know, it's getting messy, they're learning from their mistakes, but they're collecting that intelligence and they're moving faster and learning how to deal with the new tools and they're making business decisions, but they're going to get to an efficiency, you know, a better EBITDA, you know, the ability to their staff can handle more policies, do yes. more more touches, you know, the whole customer journey with magnify, better net promoter scores. It'll just be incredible the difference between the haves and the haves not and uh, the people that are left putting a lipstick on a pig to make it look like they're in a digital experience but aren't, are really gonna start to hurt once the other people get a hold of this. And uh, you know, I always say when I talk, change is slow until it's not. This is one of those moments where all of a sudden you can wake up and go, wow, we missed the turn. We should have been doing stuff sooner, and that's why I always warn people. You know, I'm still worried we're not moving fast enough, and we need to get this quicker ourselves. That keeps me awake at night as a CEO. So I think just people need to be aware that the future is not a linear extension of the past. This time, this time is different and uh, you need to have a set of skills and you need to think differently because what brought you to this point isn't gonna be enough going forward and you're gonna have to do things differently and learn differently and adopt differently than you've ever done in the history of an agency. And that's, you know, this is a different time and I just wanna preach that, you know, things are gonna be a lot different and be ready.
1: And the difference this time is the compensation will not be there to support low or slow adoption. In the past, the money trail was there so you could sit in a stagnant way of doing business and still be compensated. Look at the corner of every agent's desk over the next 30 days and watch compensation running away from that old way of doing business. So the difference this time is not the technology and the speed at which it's going to, uh, going to happen. It's, it's the ability to, to, to have the money to keep up and it's, it's just going to disappear.
2: I think the other thing too, in terms of innovative changes is you're going to see people offering more products, and it's going to be a lot easier to bundle things into it you know right now a lot of people yes you can offer life and different things but it's really tough to bundle that stuff in and nobody's really nailed that down uh, between the industries under one platform you're going to see people figuring that stuff out I know they're working on it right now I've seen some ideas in Germany and different areas so you're going to see people starting to blend things together more seamless but simpler back to everybody's going to figure that it's going to be really complicated but then it's going to move to simplicity and uh, uh, people will be able to manage risk a lot better and uh, you know again the more complicated stuff we're gonna be a jump on the phone with them and guide them through it and we'll have new products uh, the products are going to shift and change to more internet of things uh, more uh, smart home products different things that are connected uh, to make sure that they're connected to the consumer in a different way for those who want it so you're gonna start seeing different offerings from the carriers uh, than we've had before and you're going to see some of these insure tech things that have been coming out that haven't been successful on standalone maybe starting to be blended into the traditional world you know for instance Metro mile was a, a you know paid by the mile in the US we've got a company in Canada adopting that uh, on the in the agent chain and you're going to start seeing more and more of that happen. You know, slice. I'm not sure where you can insure different things or different items. I haven't seen a lot of products, you know, on the broker-facing side. But I think you're going to start seeing some of that stuff going through the broker distribution channel when the insure techs start working with the brokers uh, and the agents, uh, because you know they, they necessarily may not be able to have profitable business model on a standalone basis, right? So.
0: And that's, and this, I kind of, I don't want to go too far into the future with this, but this is going to be my, I think the last kind of thing that I want to touch on. You mentioned, you both mentioned like the simplicity of the thing. And what is that, I mean, what is that kind of, um, I don't want to say breaking point, but what is that kind of intersection where it needs to get so, it needs to get simple to what point to where people feel comfortable in maybe a little bit more of a self-service model. As you were saying, Jeff, that person isn't ready to insure their million dollar home yet on their, by their self because they're afraid that they're going to make a mistake. And I can't help, but, you know, shake the idea that th- there's an, a, a, a an insurance future where people just say, I want, I'm a responsible human being. And uh, please tell me, you know, it's like, I just want coverage on the, on all the things. Right. And, and whatever that looks like, whether you said it's life uh, whether it's, you know, just kind of in a trove, sort of like I'm taking my thing out, like processing, you know, like kind of just observing habits. What is that simplicity curve? How far do we have to bend it to where we kind of get the adoption that we want on this stuff?
1: Yes. So uh, it's all of it, Joey. And that's the thing is so this is what we're lacking is scalability of technology so there is that consumer and an independent agent should be able to provide that there is also the consumer that wants on um, some interface it might be digital personal and then there's the traditional one who's out there and is still a really good customer to have and the answer is whatever we have to run our independent agency systems has to be what that customer expects. it is about them and so the simplicity um, is not representative of the complexity however from our side we have to be able to handle it all and that's where we are stuck and that's if I if I before I leave this earth if I could fix one thing I want a system that allows an agent to do all of that and help each one of those important customers wherever they are in the journey of understanding and technology and I, I can I I can't quite see the finish line but I can start to smell it And I'm getting close. And when I get there, I I can't wait to stand in front of a room full of people and say, hey, this is what it looks like. Let's get on it and go.
0: And I think last thing, just back to that simplicity, because I think we have a fear that if it gets too simple, we create our own irrelevance. And and Jeff, I mean, is that something that we should be afraid of or Seth?
2: I, I'm not I said I'm not worried about it it's always gonna be a value we add uh because everything's all you cannot simplify everything down uh every you know there's different things. They said there's uh no new news, just uh new things or old things happening to new people. I think uh, and that's basically what happens. Different things are happening. The world's changing. You know, it's uh, it's changing exponentially. So new things are coming up. The new needs are being done. And again, not everybody's going to want to self sure. There's always going to be a market and need for people that want. Is that's that? You know, so everybody wants different experiences. The key part will be for your agency to figure out. You know, what bandwidth of experiences do you want to offer? Do you want to have a narrow one? Do you want to have a narrow focus? Do you want a narrow persona you're going after? Do you want a broader bandwidth? You know, what products you want to Offer, you know, and how do you bundle those together? That'll be the big thing. So I, I don't. Everybody worries about, hey, it's going to become a commodity. You know, once it's a commodity, then it's all about price. Uh, you know, we need a competitive price, but. People also want an experience in a relationship when things go bad and uh, you know, you have a bad accident and uh, you know Somebody's killed or somebody's badly injured are uh, you gonna rely on a call center for all the intricacies at that point You need some real hand-holding your house is destroyed by a hurricane tornado fire those type of things uh, you know are people gonna trust a big con- conglomerate company to come out when they have no relationship when they're going through the most stressful period of their life you know I don't think the consumer is ready to make that pivot, but you know if their a- agents and brokers can provide that and have that relationship but use some se- sexy technology to make it simpler and connect with them, that's the future like we've you know we've got a lot of the clients they're ours to lose, and our carriers need to make sure that we can maintain them by offering products, making sure relevant, getting as efficient as possible. We need to get to a level of efficiency we've never reached. So, uh, you know, it's not going to be so much a commodity. It's going to be our lack of getting efficient and staying uh, efficient over the years and cutting the fat out as we go along the next four or five years. That'll be the biggest part of our demise because that'll dictate reduced commissions and different things. So, if we continue to evolve and be efficient
1: and lean and mean, uh,
2: you know, we have a bright future.
1: It's not just technology. Um, What we're talking about is what the customer wants and not what we want. And there has just been... um, we have to behave different and better too, as agents on the other side of it. There's been, um, let's face it, it, this industry has been insurance doping for way too long and the steroid era of insurance where, where um, we can dope for, for outcomes that are not participated in by the customer is coming to an end. And you know who's going to do it? The customer. They're going to end this steroid era of insurance. And when it comes to an end, what's going to be left? Those people who did the work and had the skills. And some of that's going to be technology. Some of that's going to be behavior. But it it, it is happening. I see it falling, and, and I can't wait for it. Heck, I'm trying to help it.